Here's another inspiring message from Northside Community Church, Sydney. Great to see you here today and uh, Happy New Year if I haven't said that to you yet, even though it's the 29th of January. Here we are, a whole month is nearly gone already. Hard to believe, isn't it? But uh, it's good that you're with us today. Uh, my name's Barry and I'm the campus pastor at, our, at Taramara and um, just just delighted to share, just Sam's asked me to share briefly a couple of little things that are happening up there. We, we're just delighted with... Uh, so many good things are happening. Today, we've got a young 18-year-old serving on our coffee cart, which I'm pretty proud of, a young guy doing that up there. And uh, we've got a lady called Abby. She's going to be looking after our... Uh, we're going to get a new playground up there. We've got a playground that just needs a complete redo. And so hopefully by this time next year, we'll have that done. And uh, Abby's going to be on that uh, project uh, for us. And... Uh, We've got small groups and men's ministry and, you know, love what you, what's going on in our church uh, together across our campuses, all three of them. And um, I could talk for hours about that, so I'm just going to get back into my message. But, uh, but it's good that you're with us today, and if you are here for the first time, a special welcome to you, and I hope and pray that you can find uh, friendship and belonging and connection uh, with the church here. There's some great, great people here. Well, we're all great people. But God's even greater, but it's good that we're together. Uh, together. So look, one of my favourite, um, uh, and welcome to all of those of you who are watching online. Glad you could be with us today. Uh, one of my favourite high school um, meals when I was at high school was going to the tuck shop and getting a bread roll, fresh bread roll, and a packet of Samboy flavored, barbecue flavoured chips. And get, oh, I can hear some, yeah, yeah, amen, yeah, yeah. So there's a few people here who've done this, where you get the bread roll and you just fill it with Samboy barbecue flavoured chips and eat it and crunch it. And it's especially good when it's got a bit of butter in it. And it's yum, it's great. It's healthy, it's full of carbs, and um, it's, it's a great meal. One of my other favourite meals is having, um, you know, a bre fresh bread roll with hot roast chicken. Lots of butter, it's healthy, it's good for the, you know... And it's just some of my favourites, and I really enjoy those particular meals. And we need food in order to survive. We need food to live. Uh, but we also need spiritual food to live, and I'm going to share some of that to, with you today. We're in this series called From Here to There. Where are we now, and where do we need to be? And there's so many different parts of the Bible that take us on a journey where we need to get to where we need to be. Uh, and how do we get from here to there? There's, you know, from earth to heaven... There's from being a person who's not exactly like Jesus and God wants us to become more and more like Jesus. So how do we become more and more like him? There's sometimes from here to there in our decisions, in wisdom. There's, there's so many aspects of our life where we need to get from here to there. And uh, none of us would be here today if it wasn't for following someone. Some of you are actually in this room today because someone talked to you and gave you maybe directions or maybe you followed Google Maps or whatever, but you've, you, someone has introduced you. Have you ever wanted to get from, from, somewhere, from where you are to somewhere else and you didn't know how to get there and maybe this was before Waze and Google Maps and, you said, and someone said to you, just follow me, just follow me and I'll get you to where you need to be. And has that ever happened to us? Yeah, and, and isn't it good when you can trust the person and they know where they're going? And what's really not so good is when the person doesn't know where they're going and you follow them and they don't get you to where you need to be. But one of the things here, Jesus is the ultimate one who can get us to where we need to be. 
Uh, he's the one who can get us from here to there in so many different aspects of life. You know, Sam and I have been preaching on this series. Sam's done the first two here. I did at Taramara. And in week one, uh, in week one of the series, we looked at the story. Uh, 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 we looked at a story, but the key theme of that message was our direction determines our destination. And isn't that true? Whether it's walking or bushwalking, uh, cycling, running, um, being out on a boat, whatever it is that you do, the direction you take will determine the destination where you land. And Jesus talked about this uh, story and he said that there was, that each and every one of us is living our lives, every one of us, every person on the planet is living their lives in one of two directions, headed for one of two destinations. Jesus talked about the story, it was the, the, the story of the wise and foolish builders. And the principle of that story was this, that wise people put into practice the teachings of Jesus. Wise people put into practice what Jesus says. And if you want some real wisdom for your life, I'd invite you and encourage you to have a look at Matthew chapter 5, Matthew 6 and Matthew 7. And there you read what's, what's called the Sermon on the Mount. Amazing teaching of Jesus in how to live life in God's kingdom and how we can live and live a life that gets from here to there. Wise words. If you want to go deep, go Matthew 5, 6 and 7. Um, but today, I just want to put it out there that today I'm aware that in our room today and those of you who are watching online, not all of us here are yet followers of Jesus. Some of us have made one day a decision to say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow Jesus. And following Jesus is a choice that we make. It's a decision that we make, a decision of the heart and the head and the will where we say, you know what, I'm going to with my life follow Jesus. And so today at the end of this message, I want to invite you to come and see me. I'm just going to be up here and uh, you can, I'm just up the back there. And for those of you watching online, Cara will put it up a little bit later. But I want to invite you today to make a choice to follow Jesus. And I'll be happy to pray with people, uh, to pray over whatever needs you've got or, or maybe you'd like to actually become a follower of Jesus today. So I'm going to put it out there. On behalf of Jesus, I want to invite you to make a decision today of your heart and your head to follow Jesus to start becoming a follower of him. And so uh, what I'm looking at, looking at today is this important, I, I want to invite you to surrender to Jesus uh, for your direction and to trust him for your destination. Surrender to him for your direction and trust him for your direction and for your destination. Now, I don't know all of you. I, I know some of you by first name. I know a little bit about some of you. I don't know all your circumstances. Um, Kieran today has mentioned some of the circumstances that sometimes we have some good stuff in our life and some tough stuff in our life. And I don't know, but here's, here's what I do know. While I may not know you, I know the God who does know you. Jesus knows you. He knows everything about you. And one of the things I love about Jesus is that no matter what's going on in our life, Jesus is constantly always inviting us to come to him, to follow him, to trust him, to surrender to him. Jesus is always calling us to follow him, to trust him, inviting us to surrender to him in what's going on in our world and in our life, to follow Jesus. You know, I'm glad that at the age of 13, 
uh, I heard, it, just, it was great to hear Rochelle's story. Rochelle's one of our worship team and, and uh, it was great to hear her story earlier. But when I was 13, I wasn't around a campfire, but I was in a service and, and uh, I'd grown up going to church and Sunday school. But the pastor was there and he was saying, God loves you. And, um, you know, God, God loves us and has a, has a good plan and a purpose for our life. And I'm glad that on that day, I made a decision to follow Jesus. I made a public decision, hey, I want to follow Jesus. I'm glad at the age of a little a few years after that, I, I'm glad that I made a, a commitment of surrender to Jesus. You know, I looked, one day I came to church and during the service, I looked like a drowned rat during the service. Why is that? Why did I look like a drowned rat? Because I made a decision to be baptized. And so, you know, when you're baptized, you're, you're there and you look, I mean, I'm not a rat, but I, I, I was, you know, you get fully dunked in. And so that was, a, that was a commitment of me, a commitment of surrender, surrendering to Jesus in all that he's done for me. He, 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 was, he died, he was buried and he rose again. And, and I said, you know, I want to apply that to my life. So uh, die, you know, Barry, that's the end of it, the old Barry, buried, and then the new Barry, the follower of Jesus, Barry. I'm glad at the age of 23, I, I made a commitment to surrender. I was living in southeast Queensland, and I had to surrender because God was calling me to Bible college. And so I left Queensland, left family and friends and everything that I knew, and left and came down to Sydney at the age of 23 to study Bible study at Bible college because that's what God was calling me. And, there, and, and so here's the thing. Following Jesus is an adventure, but it's an adventure of surrender and trust. And I want to invite you to do that today. You know, Jesus is one we can trust, and I've learned to trust him for my forgiveness. I've learned to trust him in helping me forgive others. I've learned to trust Jesus with my finances. In, um, that's a really important area for me. It was, it was one of those areas where, you know, I want to be in control. I said, no, I've got to learn to surrender. Jesus has wisdom for us in our relationships and we need to trust him. Uh, there's so many aspects where we can trust in Jesus. And so I want to give you today four reasons why to follow Jesus. The first one is this, follow Jesus because God is love. God is love. You know, this concept of God is love, just about everyone has probably heard that or most people may have heard that God is love. God is love. And that idea is uniquely Christian. That idea is, does not come from Islam or Buddhism or other religions. It's unique to Christianity. And the reason it's unique is because there's this guy called John who wrote it down. John was a guy who met Jesus. He encountered Jesus. He, he hung out with Jesus. He, he, he heard Jesus. He saw Jesus. He touched Jesus. He hung out with Jesus. And what John summarized from all his encounters with Jesus, God is love. And he wrote it down. And that idea that God is love is from John because he encountered Jesus. And one of the good reasons why we can follow Jesus is because God loves us. He wants the best for us. He is for us. And John knew that Jesus was God in the human flesh. And it's John who tells a story. And we're going we're gonna to look at it in John chapter 6. That's where we're going to spend our time today, in John chapter 6. And, and in John 6, or just before that, John records the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. Jesus is there, the crowds are there, and there's a little boy who has five loaves and two fish. And the disciples are going, how are we going to feed all these people? And Jesus says, we can do it. You feed them. 
They said, well, yeah, but we've only got five loaves and two fish. And so Jesus does this amazing, incredible miracle of feeding all these people. And uh, feeds 5,000 men plus women and children. Could have been 20,000 people or more that day that Jesus feeds with five loaves and two fish. It's a miracle. It's amazing. Well, just after this miracle, Jesus um, goes to the other side of the lake. And, uh, you, you know, go to the other side of the lake to have a bit of a rest. But then all the people want to find Jesus. And Jesus teaches them. Uh, Jesus had taught them about what life's about. And how to get from here to there. And then let's pick it up. In John 6, 25 to 26, it says this. They went to find Jesus. And when they found him, they found him on the other side of the lake. They asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Rabbi is a word for teacher. Rabbi, when did you get here? It's a bit of small talk going on here. But Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw the signs that I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. You had, you, you had your fill. You had your chicken and bread roll sandwich. You had your chicken and Samboy flavoured barbecue chips. You know, Samboy, you know what I mean. You know, so um, you, you, you're following me because I, I gave you a temporary fix for your temporary hunger. That's the reason you're following me, Jesus was saying to them. You see, here's the thing about Jesus' miracles. The miracles of Jesus um, uh, were done not... You know, they met immediate needs. They did do that. But the miracles of Jesus were signs to something greater and bigger. They were signs to the kingdom of God. They were signs to Jesus has authority. They were signs to God has come to help his people that's the point of the miracles and the purpose of them they weren't magic tricks they weren't jesus going oh i just want to show off you know jesus is no show off jesus didn't want to show off about about who he was he just he did the miracles he wanted people to recognize who he is but not in a showy way or a show-off way he just wanted to be he wanted them to know who he was and the miracles are a sign, and the, these miracles point to our need. You see, here's the thing. Every one of us have got needs. We've got wants, and we've got needs. And Jesus came not to fulfill our wants. He came to give us what we need. And what do we need? We need meaning. We need purpose. We need forgiveness. We need eternal life. We need direction. We need help. We need strength. We need comfort. And these are the things that Jesus gives because we need them. And Jesus meets those needs. You know, for the people then, Jesus was wanting them to see that he is better than food. He's better than, you know, fish and bread. And he's got more to offer than just fish and bread. And Jesus, for the people back then, Jesus was bigger and better than the temple and the law and the religious festivals. And today, you know, we live in an impressive city and we live in a great country. You know, we've got Ayers Rock. I mean, I haven't been there, but that's an impressive rock from what I've heard and the pictures I've seen. And we have an impressive Great Barrier Reef and some impressive uh, rainforests. And we live in Sydney and we've got some impressive structures, don't we? We've got the Harbour Bridge and we've got the Opera House. And the other day I was at Darling Harbour, went to a, went to a show and came out at Darling Harbour. And, the, and, then, and then you see all the high-rise, you go, 
wow, that's impressive. And then we, 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 we're right now, we're in this sports season where there's some amazing cricket, although some teams could be doing a little bit better, but then there's some amazing tennis and I'll be watching tonight, you know, the final. And it's been, and, 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 and some of us love watching the World Cup soccer and, and the AFL finals and we see some really impressive sportsmanship and, and skill and, and, and it's very, very impressive. But here's the thing, Jesus is better. Jesus is more impressive than all of that stuff. He's more impressive. And so, you know, we, we, uh, it's okay to admire these things, but Jesus is more impressive. Listen to what Jesus says. Let's have a look at it. He says in this, in verse 27 to 29, Jesus said this, Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life which the Son of Man will give you. For, for on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works that God requires? And Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one that he has sent. That's the work of God. The work of God is to believe in the one he sent. I, I, I want to invite you, don't miss this. Don't miss this. This is so important. The seal of God's approval is all on Jesus. And what Jesus says and what he does all has the seal of God's approval. You know how important a seal is, you know, in, in ancient times, the seal that, of a king, you know, with, with his signet ring, that seal would never, couldn't be broken. It was important. It had authority. It was, it was the way of saying, I approve. And the seal of God's approval is all in Jesus. And here's the other thing that this verse says, that the start, the first step of God's work in your life is when we believe in Jesus. Putting our trust in Jesus. That's the beginning of God's work in us. So the purpose of the meeting, of the feeding of the 5,000 was to point people to Jesus. So here's another reason why to follow Jesus. We follow Jesus because he is the source of eternal life. He is the one who provides eternal life. He's the one who gives it. Now, I don't know about you, but Jesus had uh, Jesus was a preacher. And sometimes as a preacher and as a teacher, people don't get, get it. People don't get what the preacher's trying to say. And Jesus knew that the people weren't trying to get it. But what happens is the people asked him a question. So here's what they said. They asked Jesus, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? In other words, Jesus, we don't believe in you. We don't believe you yet. You know, you fed the 5,000. We were part of that. But we still don't believe you. So Jesus has done this amazing miracle, but we still don't believe you. And so they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? I mean, our ancestors, they ate manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Always, basically they're saying, always give us this bread. You know. And then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. 
I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. In other words, Jesus is saying, what I've got to offer you is better than a bread roll and the barbecue chips. I've got stuff that's eternal. And what I've got, when you come to me, when you surrender to me, uh, coming to Jesus, is surrendering to his direction and trusting him for your destination. That's what Jesus is talking about here. And here's the thing. Jesus fed the crowd and it filled them temporarily. It gave them what they need. It satisfied their physical hunger. But Jesus didn't come to feed people. He came to feed them with spiritual food. He came to satisfy our spiritual hunger. You know, many years ago, I grew up in the, a long time ago, and uh, there was a song by Bruce Springsteen. Everybody's got a hungry heart. I'm not going to sing it to you. But everybody's got a hungry heart. And it's true. Everybody's got a hungry heart. And Jesus knows that everybody's got a hungry heart because every person on the planet has a hungry heart for meaning and purpose and identity and belonging and a sense of security eternally and forgiveness. Everybody's got a hungry heart. And Jesus says, I can feed that hungry heart. So here's another reason why we follow Jesus. We follow Jesus because he fulfills and satisfies our spiritual hunger. He gives us what we need in those areas. And what happens is in this chapter, Jesus keeps speaking on this theme of being the bread of life. And he does that for another 25 verses. We don't have time to get through all that today. But he says some truth in his preaching that was really hard for the people to hear. And it was even harder for them to swallow. Jesus sometimes does that. Sometimes Jesus will say stuff and it's hard for us to swallow. And so let's have a look at it. Uh, the people didn't like what Jesus said. And so here's what happens. John records this in John 6, 60 to 61. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? Now, throughout my life, there's been times when I've read the teaching of Jesus and I've been offended. And that's a sign for me to go, ooh, at the point at which I'm offended, I have to make a choice. See, out of the relationship between Barry and Jesus, one of us is God. One of us is God in the flesh. And it's not me. And because it's not me, then if God in the flesh, in Jesus, the Son of God, says something to me and he says something in, in the Scriptures that offends me, who has to do the realignment? It ain't Jesus, it's me. And so what are the things about what it means to follow Jesus is when Jesus says something that offends us, I'm the one that needs to realign my thinking and my beliefs and my attitudes to be in line with what Jesus says, not the other way around. We can't shape Jesus into our own little image because he is God in the flesh. And when Jesus says something that offends, I'm the one that needs to change, not him, me. I'm the one that's got to change. 
And here's what happens. We're about to read this, one of the saddest verses in the Bible. And guess what? It has the number 666 in it. John 6, 66. One of the saddest verses in the Bible. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Jesus said some stuff that offended people and they no longer followed. And you go, whoa, Jesus. You can almost sense the disciples, you know, the, the 12, they're actually not happy about the fact the crowd has got smaller and smaller and smaller. And one by one, people are, 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 are dropping out of the crowd that follows Jesus. Why do people stop following Jesus? Why do people, even today, turn their backs on Jesus and stop following Jesus? Here's the reason why. It's not because Jesus has changed. It's often because Jesus doesn't give us what we want. It's often we've got something that we really, really want and we don't get it. And when we want something and we don't get it and we want Jesus to provide it and we don't get it, sometimes people will stop following and turn. And that's not, not, the re not, not a good reason to stop following Jesus. Because Jesus is God in the flesh. He's the one that we need to align to. And so as Jesus watches these people leave, he turns to his 12 disciples and then he says this. It says this, John 6, 67, 69. You do, not, you, you do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the 12. And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Peter's basically saying, what are my options? I don't have any other options, Jesus. I mean, even if these people stop following you, I'm not going to stop following you. I'm not going to turn my back because, Jesus, you are the Holy One of God. You're the one. And you're the one worth following. And you have the words of eternal life. So here's another reason to follow Jesus. Follow him because God is love. He offers eternal life. He satisfies our spiritual hunger. But lastly, the, a great reason to follow Jesus is just follow Jesus because of who he is. Follow Jesus for who he is. He, he's the Holy One of God. He is God in the flesh, the Son of God. You know, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Peter, James, Paul, all of these guys saw Jesus. They saw the resurrected Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus validates Jesus' claim when he says, I'm come to give you life and eternal life. You see, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, it's all empty promise. But it's real promise because he rose from the dead. He's alive now. And he's right here amongst us in this room. And he is inviting people to follow. And as I said earlier today, today might be the day where you say, you know what, I've decided to follow Jesus. I want to follow him. And uh, I want to invite you today. I want to ask the question. For many of you, you've already said, you know what, I'm going to be a follower of Jesus. But I want to ask you the question today. Will you surrender to Jesus' direction? Will you surrender to his direction? And will you trust him for your ultimate destination. Will you do that today? Will you? There is someone here today who needs to respond and make that choice of your heart and your head, your heart and your head. You need to make that decision 
to follow Jesus, the best decision I ever made was to follow Jesus. And if you're watching online, um, there's going to be an opportunity for you to, 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 to make that commitment, to surrender to, to make that decision. Would you make a decision to align your life to trust in and to follow Jesus? Let me pray for each and every one of us here today. And uh, then I'm going to be at the back. And if you want to come for prayer or you want to make that commitment, then just come and see me and I'll be happy to help and encourage you in that. And uh, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you, God, for your amazing kindness to us, expressed to us in Jesus. We thank you, uh, Father, that you love every person in the planet. You love every person and you want every person to, to know you to surrender to you, to trust you, to come to you for spiritual food, for nourishment of the soul, for eternal life. Jesus, we thank you that you provide that. We thank you, Jesus, that, that there are no alternatives to you. You are the way, the truth, and the life. You are the Holy One of God. You're worth trusting. You're trustworthy. I pray, God, that you would help us Align us with what you say. Align us with what you're speaking into our hearts and in our lives. Help us, Lord, to surrender to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to find out more about Northside, visit northsidechurch.org.au.